and welcome to the Links Nurture Saga. I'm Rachel. I'm Aiden. I'm Malachi. And today we are going to be looking at some more pieces of text. Shocking, I know. Can't you guys just wait? Um, so if you are new here, welcome. We are a bunch of high schoolers who just like to talk about some things that we read for fun. Well, it's really an assignment, but we act like it's for fun. So... If you watched our last episode, or our last episodes, thank you very much for watching them. If you've not, go watch them. There's some good pieces of text in there. Our last one was about Edgar Allan Poe, so if you are into the poetry and you're into him, please go take a look at that. Okay, so today we are going to be looking at two pieces of text about slavery, which is a very serious subject that, um, you know, we still struggle with some racist issues today so this was a good look back at how far we have come and how far we still need to go so yeah let's just get right into it okay so our two pieces of text one is by Harriet Jacobson and she was a woman slave and we are going to do a summary of that. And then our other piece was um, Frederick Douglass, and he was a male slave, and they both have very unique stories, so we're going to go into that. So first off, starting off with Frederick Douglass summary. All right, so Frederick Douglass had an interesting life. He began with... <laughs> he began with a really nice mistress who was soon corrupted by slavery and by her husband who didn't think she was controlling or really mean enough to be a slave owner. So then he was soon switched to a slave breaker, Mr. Covey, who tried his best to break him, but that did not exactly plan out. And actually ended up being beat up by Frederick. So. Okay, and now uh, for a summary on Harriet Jacobson. She was a young girl slave, and she was transferred. She lived with a good family, and then she was transferred to a new family where the her owner, Dr. Flint, was not very nice. He wanted to corrupt her in a non-appropriate way, and... It was so important to her, like, how pure and how innocent she was, and she was no longer like that, and she would not give in to him. And later on, she gave in to another man and told Dr. Flint that she was pregnant, and that caused a ton of issues. But she had two kids, but still could not escape Dr. Flint. So she ended up living in an attic for seven years, never moving, bugs everywhere. She lived there for seven years. She it was actually crippled when she came out because um, of how long she was in there and how long she was in that position. Okay, so these are very good pieces of text, and we are going to be comparing and contrasting them today. So, Frederick Douglass and Harriet Jacobs were both slaves that defied slavery and stood up to a tyranny that 
uh, they stood up to tyranny to get what little freedom they could. But they uh, also, they did it in different ways from each other. Uh, they both were standing up to a tyranny that had ruled for centuries. And as long as you can believe, for generations, their race had been dealing with this kind of, I get, what, what do you call it, kind of like, like racism, kind of racism. And I mean, this kind of, this belief, this tyranny that we call racism, uh, had broken up families and ripped dignity from uh, African Americans or any slaves at all. Um, but a select few of them, only a couple, would stand up to it. And they wouldn't just do it for themselves, they would do it for their race. Not many did it though. It was, took a lot of courage. These two are great examples of people who did stand up. So, first we're going to start off with Frederick Douglass and how he stood up. Um, so one of the quotes from the pieces of text is, Mistress in teaching me the alphabet had given me the inch and no precaution could prevent me from taking the L. He actually was taught how to read by mistake. She did not, it was illegal to teach a slave how to read and his mistress did not realize that at the time. So he now had this power and he continued with it. He taught himself how to read and as well as taught other slaves how to read. He became superior and he wanted to help out his fellow slaves in being superior as well. Um, another one of the quotes was, this kind of shows how harsh like being a slave was and like kind of what they did. Um, the quote was, uh, he then went to a large gum tree and with the ax cut three large switches and after trimming them up neatly with the pocket knife, he ordered me to take off my clothes. I made him no answer, but stood with my clothes on. He repeated his order. I still made him no answer, nor did I move to strip myself. Now, if I continued with that quote, it would go on to say how uh, Mr. Covey ripped the clothes off of him by force and whipped him anyways. But just the, these small little things, by saying no, is standing up to slavery. It was... The little resistance. Yeah, it was the little things that did it. Just like in... Like any war, it's not the one big war that matters. It's the small little ones that run up to it, and uh, it just just those small things meant so much. And they may not have realized it at the time, but for how how much they were doing for their race by just saying no, by refusing to get whipped, by refusing to take their clothes off when asked, by defying the tyranny that they've been dealing with for centuries and generations, meant so much. The uh, another quote is the I've given I gave a sudden urge and rose to my hands and knees. This is another way of this is a uh, another way that he stood up to it. Um, it's just by the like I said before, like we said before, the small little things by standing up when they throw you down, by getting up and saying, not by by just showing that you'll fight. It's just a way that you break them and show that like, you're trying to make a difference. Um, <clears throat> and they, they went through a lot, not just the whippings, but also uh, they also said things like kill the damn N word, kill him, kill him. He struck a white person. I mean, things like that, being told that you should be killed, slaughtered just because you hit another but human. He, it wasn't, they weren't looking at it like he hit another human. He actually ended up beating up Mr. Covey, which is what they're talking about there. 
and that was something that no slave had ever heard of beating up their master. That was something that was so uncommon and Frederick Douglass had the guts to do that. It's just, it's the small things that can make a huge difference. Okay, so that was Frederick Douglass, what a great man. We're now gonna move on to Harriet Jacobson and look at some quotes from her in her story. The hands of Dr. Flint, I never wished for wisdom till then, but thought, but through my life in slavery was comparatively devoid of hardships. God pity the woman who is compelled to lead such a life. My food was passed up to me from a trap door my uncle had contrived, and my grandmother and my uncle Philip and my aunt Nancy would seize such opportunities as they could. Um, Harriet actually ended up escaping and living in the attic of the house, and all of everyone had told Dr. Flint that like she had gone north and escaped, and he had no idea that she was actually just living in his attic a few feet away from him the whole time. And it was just, I mean, it was a big decision for her having to make that choice. I mean, she had tried to escape him all of her life and finally she decided I need to live in an attic where I can be away because I know if I run away, I can get caught. I know, I mean, that is just heartbreaking to me. And she, the fact that she had to leave her two kids and the only way that she could really see them was through this tiny hole that she had made. And they had no idea she was there. They just thought she had disappeared. That's so tragic. But kind of going back into the past before all of that happened, Here's her when she first gets to her master's house. My master began to whisper foul words in my ear. Young as I was, I could not remain ignorant of their import. She was very innocent, very pure, a very happy person before she was transferred to Dr. Flint. I hate saying transferred, like they're a piece of shipping. Mm-hmm. And I he had that. to say it over earlier. Ugh, it was... Ugh. But anyways, her master would was very inappropriate and... I mean, just imagine someone constantly having she control was like, over you. What? Younger than she was probably like twelve. She was 12. younger than fifteen. Yeah, because she was like fifteen or sixteen when she got pregnant. Yeah. Which moving on to the next one, Doctor Flint was trying to get her to come with him on a trip to on a trip, but moved to Louisiana so he could kind of have more control over her. There's less people. It's farther from the south. Yes. And this is when she told him she was pregnant with another white man's child. I replied, I will never go there. In a few months, I shall be a mother. He stood and looked at me, dumb amazement. I left the house without a word. This was very empowering for her because she felt like she had finally beat him later on. We find out that she didn't. But just imagine having to get pregnant with another man's child. I mean, she really did not want to get pregnant with another man's child. She was... She felt very, like, bad. I mean, she yeah. felt bad about it. And when she actually has the kid, it seems like she's very disconnected. Yes. Like, feels like it's a mistake. But then she chooses to have a second child. Right. Which kind of just happened. It's not really explained. But yeah. at the end of this, she was like, and now how humiliated I felt. She did it for herself and for her. But 
in the end, she felt terrible, and it, she had to live in an attic for seven years. Anyways, both these stories are just, I mean, they're so tragic that people were treated like this. Even now when I'm talking about it, and I'm like transferred and owner, and it's it's hard to believe people actually could do that to other humans. Just treat them like the low, like not even third class. Like sense. animals. They're like, yeah, animals. Yeah. Make them do the work not wanted by, I guess, the actual citizens, I guess. Yeah. By forcing I them mean, like, to do what you vote. want. They weren't even considered, like, people. They were livestock. <laughs> That's tricked into thinking slavery was the right way. Yes, it was all a trick. That was the yeah. big thing. And these two, Frederick Douglass and Harriet, were smarter than that. Yes. It was just great. Okay, now we're going to do a little bit of comparing. Um, really, in the end, they both stood up against slavery. And that was why they're so famous today. Sure, they stood up in different ways and they both had different um, problems, but in a way that was a step closer to freedom. And without them, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, they both uh, they both played big roles. They, I mean, if you think about it, they, uh, they both, uh... That's the heater. Sorry, that's the heater. We're almost done, though. They, uh, they both kind of made it able so Martin Luther King could do what he did. Because without yeah. these two doing, starting the first step into the huge movement that it was soon to come, that they did not know was coming, but in a couple of, what, decades? Yes, it was a very long time. Yeah, yeah. a couple of decades. I mean, everything was going to change in a matter of years. And 1800s and 1900s. Yeah, 1800s, 1800s, 1900s. So like another century. Yeah, about another century. And yet these these little things that they did still took a foothold in what was I don't I want I don't want to say soon to come, but what was to what help was their to race. Come later. They didn't yeah. realize the little things are going to be so yeah. big. Yeah. And they I just, mean they're obviously not the only ones. Like there's a whole system different um codes and and different people helping out everywhere. I don't remember if it was Frederick or Henry. But one of them, uh, a white family bought their freedom. It was Harriet. Harriet. And she didn't actually want her freedom. She didn't bought. want it bought, but they ended up doing it without telling her. Which I think is... And I mean, they obviously did I mean, fairly decent things. They both wrote these stories themselves. Hey. Yeah, they. Oh, and that's another thing. They, uh, people did so much, but some weren't as lucky as these two. These two were able to get their stories into writing, unlike how many others, they were just that stories. Okay, so thank you guys very much for listening, and I'm really sorry that the heater turned on halfway through. I still hope you could hear kind of that ending closing of comparing. So we're just going to go back through. We talked about two really great people today. We talked about Frederick Douglass and Harriet Jacobson, and they both did great things for slavery. One was beaten. One was um, verbally assaulted. Verbally assaulted, and he learned how to read and taught his other slaves how to read which was amazing. And then Harriet was 
told inappropriate things, was wanting her master wanted to corrupt her, and she refused. She got pregnant with another white man's children. And that did not work out, sadly, how she wanted it to, and it made her personally feel terrible. But she ended up living in an attic for seven years to escape her master, and later her freedom was bought by a white family. And these are both just incredible stories. And in the end, they both stand up for slavery, and they both fought for what they believed in, and their little actions um, helped other slaves and helped end slavery altogether. So, yeah, and I know while we were sitting here and we were talking about them as, like, property, even we hated it. We don't understand yeah. how someone could treat people like this. Yeah. This was this was very good pieces of text, and I know I always say I recommend you go read them. Please read them. I mean, just the thought of living in an attic for seven years. Where do you pee? Where do you pee? <laughs> like, not being able to clean yourself at all in seven years, that's insane. Not being able to move in seven years. Yeah, all the bugs, that's what would kill me. The Watching your children the grow up. Yes, the, the fact that her children were right yeah. outside the door and she couldn't even say anything to them. They had no idea she was there. Okay, so we like to end with the little signature um, movies that relate to the topic. So we're going to start. I remember one time in third grade, it was a snow day. Or no, it wasn't a snow. It was raining. It was raining at recess, and we went in, and the whole class went in together, and we watched this cartoon on Harriet Jacobson, actually, and I remember that. I don't know why, but I remember that. Um, the movie that I had is uh, Selma. It's about um, MLK and the walk on, Mar uh, on Washington, and I, don't know, I went to see it with my grandma. I think it's a really great movie. Um, I'm going to throw a little curveball in. Uh, mine's not a movie. It's actually a speech. It's uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech. And uh, I just, I think it did just so much for all the uh, African Americans, all slavery, even always after slavery. But uh, I kind of feel like these two stories run into it pretty well. So uh, I think that's probably my favorite thing. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much listening we added the music in again because we got a nice we thought it was nice last time so thank you and i'm really sorry that there were some interruptions throughout the um process i hope you can still hear us very well this microphone hopefully will help with that and yes thank you guys for watching the links literature saga i'm rachel i i'm malachi and that's we'll it for the time. semester. Woohoo!